Hi, thanks for listening to another episode of Patrons and Partnerships. Today we spoke with Satchel Ray and Gracie Castine of Satchel's Pizza about the history of Satchel's and the grant program they run for nonprofits in Gainesville. This interview was edited for length and clarity and will be posted in two parts. The second episode will be posted on March 10th. Thanks for being here with us today. Could you introduce yourselves? I'm Gracie Castine. I'm Satchel Ray. We're with Satchel's Pizza. We work at Satchel's. You're the founder, right? Yeah. The CEO, basically. The CEO of Satchel's. I I don't really call it that, but yeah. The owner. Yeah, you're the Mm -hmm. owner. Yeah. So everyone in town knows Satchel's or at least has seen the bumper stickers around. I can't count how many I've seen in my time in Gainesville. But could you give us a quick history of the restaurant? Oh, my gosh. How Hard do you question. do that? History of the whole restaurant. What inspired you? Why, why did you well, want to eat pizza? I started working at McDonald's at, at 16. I got my first job the day I turned 16 down the street. And after about eight months at McDonald's, um, this uh, new restaurant, Italian restaurant, was opening across the street. And um, so I left McDonald's to work there and... I really liked the restaurant business, especially when it was a small mom and pop shop like that. And I got to making pizza and always loved making pizza. So even after high school, I came to UF. I uh, just make, you know, making pizza was something I always enjoyed and ended up dropping out of school because I wanted to just be an artist. So the, be, making art was something that I enjoyed, but um, making pizza was how I make money. So ended up opening satchels in 2003 it was a small investment it was a little place on the outside of town and here we are 18 years later now we have somebody who gracie who does all of our donations and all of our catering requests you're the general office manager you do all the paperwork there's a couple of us yeah so i handle the donation request and it i think it really started with that you have atm machines right Hmm. How did because it the you know that's the, a good question. The grant process started before I came on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think what happened is that um, the grant process of giving away two five hundred dollar grants every quarter started as a way just to give back to the community. Like if you have a project, we have these grants. Later, that turned into three grants per quarter, which is what we do now. And then the ATMs brought a whole nother level of of donations so the 1500 was just like a, a quarter was like oh we're gonna pick some just as satchels and then that was just money that people gave us the atms and then we had money left over at the end of the year and we had a third and then we started a third grant but also the catering is like uh, like another thing that we didn't start right away i mean we could do catering people want pizza but like turning it into a thing where it's like oh let's do catering um where you tell us how many people we'll come up with a menu we'll find out if you have dietary needs it's another job that takes a lot of emails for catering so a lot of times i'll be there early in the morning and then gracie's there doing her thing and then it's like lunch and she's still there and i'm like how can she still be there but like <laughs> there's so much to do up in the office because we have Instead of having a like a 40 or 50 hour week office person, we have two people split the job. Mm-hmm. And so she can come in and then usually leave by lunch, I would guess. But sometimes she's there way later running errands and picking up things we need for the office. And there's, there's just 
it's a big operation. There's a lot to do. So, but anyway, so the restaurant's just evolved from its humble beginnings of like you know the rent was seven hundred fifty dollars a month, and we had a couple employees, and and now you know there's over forty employees, and it's it's really busy, and it's and we have second location, and we have three grants, we do caterings regularly, and so it, it's turned into a, a, a lot more you know of a of a big deal like when we started our first t-shirt said keep it simple that was the whole idea just pizza (laughs) and salad keep it simple Mm -hmm. and um and now we need a new one it's like it's gotten a little make it complicated (laughs) like it's gotten complicated right yeah so but it's i mean it's fine we you know we all like our jobs i feel like everybody likes you know the the environment and stuff yeah and i mean you can't complain about success yeah no when did you notice that Satchel's was sort of developing a cult following in Gainesville? Um, well, I, like I don't know. Like, the, it's hard to put that into like a perspective because when you're in there working, and you're just in, you're just getting busier, and you don't really see any of that. You just know there's more people. I mean, we were open for three months mm-hmm. when an article came out in the Gainesville Sun back when the, you know everybody got the actual paper paper. paper. and then there's a color picture which was a big deal on the front of the lifestyle section or whatever local section of me spinning a pizza and then we got really really busy and so all you know on my side is you know we're getting busier we have to hire more people we have to train more people and you're just always getting busier and really that happened for the first five years it just kept growing and growing till it was it kind of I guess after about five years you're like this is stupid like (laughs) there's two hour waits and you know we don't have we don't have enough space in the kitchen we don't have enough space for the dough like it had gotten you know uh a little bit out of control but can only cook so many pizzas at once yeah yeah have you always been in that same building on 23rd yeah you did did Mm -hmm. you ever have to expand it well, we had a fire in 2012, mm-hmm. and so we, um, when we, we had to rebuild the kitchen, and it got a little bigger, and we were able to build it in a way that was, we, we had been open for uh, nine years, let's see, 03 to 12, so we knew how to make the kitchen more efficient. So that actually was a blessing in disguise. I mean, I never would have thought of it that way at the time, You're, you know, your buildings burned down and all this, but we ended up getting a much better design in the kitchen and so that helped a lot and then five years later we had a fire at lightning salvage our gift shop and that place burned to the ground and you know it was a whole year we were closed and it was awful i wouldn't i don't know if that's a i couldn't say that was a blessing in disguise i mean i love the new building but there was nothing wrong with the old building And so that's gotten a lot bigger. It's given us uh, uh, offices where now she has her own office. Before she was in the office next to the server station where server people are clocking in and out. Servers are in there taking a break and having chips. I mean, gosh, can you remember? Like, I can't remember. Yeah. And then there, you were sharing that office with somebody else, which it's not an office. It's a wine storage. It's a snack break room. Like, so when we built the new building, they got an office and um, – they're not always there at the same time, even. They kind of share the office, have their own desk and computer. But mm-hmm. that expansion was really helpful because we got a whole room for storage and a place for uh, lockers for the employees and an employee break room with a couch. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have a ping pong table yet, but. <laughs> it's on the way. I mean, it sounds like both renovations, even though they weren't really planned renovations, did work out for you. 
when you have something like that happen, you have to decide, you know, like, what are we, what's the direction to go here, you know, and how can we get the best out of this situation? Because it's a bad situation, and we need to make the best of it. And so there's a lot of ways to go. I mean, when the bar burned down, to rebuild that bar the way I wanted to build it out of block with two-story and offices and a big stage and sound system, mm-hmm. you know, I could have probably opened two other restaurants. And, and that little bar on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, you know, there's a band playing or a guy playing and there's three people watching them and you're like, you know, it's a free concert <laughs> hall we've created. But, you know, sometimes it's just like about like, what am I really trying to create here? Is it just like a string of restaurants or is it one place that's kind of like, you know, very unique? So the, those decisions aren't hard for me to make, but they um, but I do think because I really have a vision for what I'm trying to create there. So I think it did turn out good, although there are awful, awful experiences. Fires are just the worst. No, I'm sure that was very stressful. I mean. That's a lot, honestly. And out of curiosity, what made you start taking card and mobile pay? Because I remember, I didn't even know you were taking card until I looked at your website. And I was like, wow, I can't believe they finally did that. You opened the other restaurant. Right. Uh, yeah, thank you. I need a brain sometimes <laughs> to walk around and tell me what, what the reasons for anything I did. Uh, we opened Side Squared, and we wanted to be able to take credit cards because it, 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 it is an inconvenience for people. And, um, and we knew that, and people always told us that. But we were getting away with it, and we were busy, so we just said, you know, bad words. You, <laughs> you don't really need to encourage more business when you already have right. And so we were just pizza. like, but then at the new place, we're like, we're trying to. If we're going to open a second location, we really want to be more. You know, I wanted to be open seven days a week. I wanted to be a uh, open breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I wanted, I wanted to have something more that was more available to people all the time and easily mm-hmm. available. People do get mad about credit cards. It's weird. So the the thing that really changed it there was that there's a company called Gravity Payments that I came across. And the CEO uh, took a huge cut in pay to raise all of his employees to $70,000 a year. They do credit card processing. And so we would get calls from credit card processors all the time. They want to get your 2%, 3%, 4%, whatever they're going to get. And it always just seems like a scammy, slimy business, like they're selling used cars or something. And so this guy said, I'm he had people making $35,000 a year, 40 all the way up. And so he put everybody to 70 and then he took a pay cut. And then his business was thriving from that move because we all want to support businesses that support their employees. And, mm-hmm. you know, so that gave me a, 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 like a little window into like, let's try the processing with them. Well, the, the service was great because the, the employees are happy and, they were easily helped us get set up, mm-hmm. and they gave us good rates that were comparable to anybody else. So you feel like you're giving your money to at least a better company. And that's what I think helped inspire people with Satchels. Like, oh, we like giving our money to this company because of, uh, you know, we try to give good wages and things like that. So that, uh, um, and then we decided that rounding up for charity would be a way to um, raise money like we did with the ATMs. I mean, the thing about the ATMs, it was always a way to raise money for charity. Mm-hmm. Using so, the fees. 
I was going to ask about that. You use the fees. So for we bought the, ATM. the ATMs, and uh -huh. then we charge a dollar fifty, and all the dollar fifty goes to charity. Okay. So, but we have to fill the ATMs and fix the ATMs, and that's a whole other business we got into is ATM business. I mean, you know how to do. <laughs> you could go break into an ATM anywhere in town sure. if you want. Yeah, yeah, anyone. <laughs> if you had all the big set of keys yeah. and the combination. <laughs> So the ATMs made money, and that's why we didn't change it. And then if we, it wasn't so much like, oh, I'm afraid to pay like Visa and MasterCard fees. I don't want to pay the fees if I have to. But at least if the, um, the fees are going to a company that's paying their employees well, and at least if we're able to round up and still make money for charity, then I can say, well, this is a business expense. It's also going to encourage some growth to the business potentially, especially around Christmas when people mm -hmm. are buying gifts. In our gift shop so yeah so then when it worked out over there we just moved it over to satchels yeah that sounds really great actually it's nice to know that i mean i can understand the rationale of not wanting to get into taking credit cards in part because that two percent is two percent that you could get from the atm and put toward back to your community yeah why did satchels start the grant program because gracie started working there right no it's, <laughs> it started before me uh the the office manager Teresa who opened Vine which mm -hmm. is why she's not there anymore uh, she she started it didn't she like she kind of encouraged you y'all work together to get it in place yeah well it was like I was saying before it was just like oh we're doing really well let's give back to the community we'll do the well, how we do how do we want to do it and then we, we you know my wife and Teresa we decided we'd do grants because then you can have people give you something to look at and you can decide who to fund, you know, mm -hmm. like it's hard. To, how do you give away money? Do you just walk around like throwing dollar bills or, you know, like there's a lot of ways to it, do it. It's been a process, though, because when I started in 2014, there was a blog. There still oh, yeah. is a blog, but nobody really reads the blog. But, the, but see, the blog is important to me because yeah, I want the blog to be track. the place where all the people are getting their money. Right. Like the transparency factor. Like mm -hmm. if you want to know. Are you really giving away this money? You know, you get the TMZ Gainesville coming in and they want to find out what's really going on. Are they really giving to charity? You, we, that's a place where it's archived. Who gets what money and how much they got. And then anybody's welcome to go to them and get that confirmation. It's not like we're trying to prove anything, but right. it is nice to, to, set, to be transparent. That's what the blog is about. I mean, in a blog, you could... I mean, if she wanted to, you could just write about how, you know, all these organizations. But what we try to do is just explain the organization, right? I mean. But when I started in 14, you would, we'd post stuff on Facebook and encourage people to apply. Oh, right. And now right. we can't do that as much anymore because the algorithms have messed with you. Where yeah, no yeah. one sees that anymore. Right, right. So I've been. You reach out to them. Sometimes I'm emailing organizations urging them to apply because people just don't know about it enough or they're afraid the application process is super I, complicated. I think or, that a lot of, I think that you have to, you would have to have a position in your organization that you're applying for grants and then you have to have, know what all grants are out there. And we have a rules about, you can only get them once a year or whatever. And so if you've already, and there's only so many organizations in Gainesville. Right. So we end up giving to the same organizations a lot, but there is a process there and, and they need a project. We try to say, you can't just say it's just for your general funds. Like what's the project you're doing? So they have to have a project and a mission, but. 
It's just grown from there. And I mean, there's some way we could figure out the total monies that have been given out over the years. But it's hundreds of thousands of dollars, I would mm-hmm. think, at this point. And but and some of it's community money and some of it's our money. Those organizations, they need funding, you know, and where else are they going to get it if not from your local community and other businesses that are doing well? Do you ever not have enough applicants? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, I hope we'll be able to get the word out. Thank you. Well, and if you go to our website, uh, satchelspizza.com, and you scroll down, it'll say grants, and that Mm -hmm. tells you email Gracie, and here's the application process. We try to make the application as simple as possible. Mm -hmm. But last time, did we have two? Yes. Okay, so what happens is we do three $500 grants, but sometimes we'll give one $1,500 grant. Could you tell us a little bit more about the grants? There's three levels. What is each level intended for? So there's um, Satch Cares, which is the quarterly grant. And that's three $500 grants. Right. And that's the first one we started. And we didn't have a name. It was just the Satch Grant. It was just we're doing these three grants. But then with the ATMs, it changed things because we had all this money. And it was so much money from the ATMs that we said, well, let's give half of it to this monthly grant. Mm-hmm. And the other half will save up till the end of the year for, for this big, big grant. So now all of a sudden we have three grants. So we've kind of kept that same system model. model. And we, you know, my thing is branding. So we had such cares, such cash, such capital. I need to get back to the branding table on this because now we have such cares, which is the money we give away quarterly. quarterly. And then we have the RUFC, and that's Roundup for Charity. Which is bi-monthly and this is the first year you've done that so this is the right now it's grace marketplace and for two months they get all the roundup for charity money which mm-hmm. you said averages it averages around yeah twenty five hundred dollars right for two months. okay and so that's everybody rounding up sometimes like two pennies and they get the roundup for charity money so at the end of the year we're going to take the atm money that we made for the year and maybe it'll be five grand and we can look at some five thousand dollar capital bigger grants mm-hmm. we can put a call out like hey we have this money to give away and you can apply so basically we have kind of a pretty strict like timeline on when you need to apply it's on the website yeah there. and sometimes i push it a little yeah give people a little more time yeah Depending especially if we don't have a lot of, right if we don't have a lot exactly. or people are in touch with you and in yes. communication, like, I'm working on it. And this being the first year of the new capital grant, we don't know exactly how much it's going to be. So we need to just, we might be a little more flexible with that one. Because if you're giving away five grand, you know, you just want to find a good mission for it. We yeah. bought Grace a truck before to use for hauling uh, furniture and moving people in. It's nice when you your, your money's going to some tangible thing you can see in the community. That really puts into perspective how busy you are if, like, before the roundup for charity and the the credit card payments, you were making enough money just off of what, like a dollar fifty ATM fee yes. to fund all of this. No, that was a lot of money. The, and the ATM, we'd split that. Yeah, it was over twenty thousand. It was like more like twenty five thousand dollars from the ATM at a dollar fifty a pop. Wow! Because everybody comes in, it's cash only, and you got to go to the ATM. Yeah, because you know? so few people, especially nowadays, almost nobody carries cash. But like that is. It's it's changed things. Well, we aren't making as much money as we did with the ATMs, no. and I thought we would. And what I didn't figure in, which, you know, you'd think I'd be smarter. I was CEO. You'd think I figured out. <laughs> is that even though I said, well, Sat Squared's making 
$5,000 a month. We can make $2,000 a month. We're way busier. But it's not about how busy you are. It's about how many transactions you do. Because mm-hmm. you're sti- if you have this, you know, it's like Satchel's is busier. Our ticket prices are higher. We get bigger parties. Yeah. But if you got a party that just spent 150 bucks, and you say, well, you round up and, in, and it's a quarter, that's the same as somebody over there who spent 975 and rounded up a quarter. Yeah. They're open more hours than you. Yeah, they're open more hours, so they get more transactions. But anyway, it ends up we probably make the same amount mm-hmm. as them and round up for charity. You know, it, it's a little bit. It's. I wish that we had made the same amount with our new program to take credit cards, but it doesn't mean that we can't pull out of our own pockets some more profits mm-hmm. to send to charities as time goes on, too, because now we're more established. You know, it went from two to three. You know, instead of going from three to four, we can just put aside a few more thousand dollars for charities. Thanks for listening to Patrons and Partnerships. Again, the second half of this interview will be posted on March 10th. If you know of an individual or organization you'd like to recommend for an interview, email us at lpsfprogram at gmail.com. To listen to more episodes, find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. And be sure to check out the Alachua County Library on Spotify while you're there for chill playlists to read to, handpicked by our librarians. Storytime on the Green is back for the new year starting January 11th. Visit our site at aclib.us slash storytimeonthegreen for a list of times and locations for all branches. Partnership staff hold story times at Smoky Bear Park off of 15th every Thursday at 10.30 a.m., weather permitting, and we have a representative from the Dolly Parton Imagination Library to help you sign up. The Dolly Parton Imagination Library provides preschool children with a free book every month until age five. If you have a child under age five in your household, it's a great opportunity to encourage their love of reading. Have you heard the news? Your library card now grants you access to Hoopla, a music and video streaming service with thousands of albums, comics, and movies you can enjoy on any device with the Hoopla app. There's no need to place a hold. All of the content is available on demand at any time. To check it out, go to aclib.us slash Hoopla. Looking for a way to encourage your child's love of science and technology? Then place a hold on one of ACLD's STEM kits, courtesy of the Rotary Club of Gainesville. Each kit includes hands-on educational exploration of a STEM topic, with an interactive toy, book, and DVD on topics ranging from electricity to physics. Check out the full listing of kits at aclib.us stemkits.